the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. A reading from Romans, the seventh chapter. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that the law is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law, waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. O Lord, have mercy on us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Every single Sunday during the divine service, you and I confess that we are by nature, that we are by nature sinful and unclean. For some of you, you have been confessing this only for a short time since you are either young or new to the church, whereas others of you have been confessing this for your entire life, for decades upon decades. And here's the catch. No matter what is going on in your life, you confess. You indeed, you confess. When things are going bad, you most definitely confess that you are by nature sinful and unclean. And when things are going great, you still confess that you are by nature sinful and unclean. We also see this in our prayers. Think about the hundreds, no, actually the thousands of times that you have prayed the Lord's Prayer and asked for the forgiveness of sins, for the forgiveness of your trespasses. Indeed, no matter the season of your life, you continue to pray the Lord's Prayer and ask for the forgiveness of sins. Now, many well-meaning people think that we are wrong, yes, that you and I, that we are wrong for confessing that we are by nature sinful and unclean. In fact, they teach that once a person becomes a Christian, he or she is no longer a sinner. And since a Christian is no longer a sinner, they say, there is no longer a need for a confession. The famous televangelist, Joyce Meyer, has said it this way. She once said this, I am not poor, 
I am not miserable. I am not a sinner. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That is what I were, and if I still was then, Jesus died in vain. I'm going to tell you something, folks. I did not stop sinning until I finally got through my thick head that I wasn't a sinner anymore. As you can tell, she was a former Missouri Synod Lutheran. Former, I might add. And there are others out there who oppose this regular confession of sin. There are so-called Christians who walk around with their noses high in the air, acting like they do not struggle with sin anymore. That sin is just that little thing that they conquered a long time ago. And then they pretend that all is well, and they are now living a victorious life. Well, my friends, these individuals, I don't know how to say it, but they are misinformed. They are wrong and naive at best. You see, plain reason itself and experience shows us that we Christians struggle with sin. Not just in the past, but every single day. But why do we struggle with sin even though we are baptized? Indeed, why do we struggle with sin when we are baptized? Sin actually remains after baptism. Yes, sin remains after your baptism. In fact, the Apostle Paul says in our epistle reading that sin dwells within him. Paul, as a Christian, says that sin in him dwells. And he does this in the present tense. But this brings up a problem. If sin remains after our baptisms, does this mean somehow that our baptisms somehow did not work? Should we maybe rebaptize again because of our sin? Or should we maybe use more water in our baptisms as if more water might help us with this ongoing problem of sin? Here's another idea. Maybe we should submerge people in baptism and hold them under the water a little bit longer. Not too long, though. Baptized saints, your baptisms did work. Your baptism is working. You see, our baptism, your baptism, removed the guilt of sin, which means that your sin is without, I repeat, without God's wrath against it. You see, as long as you remain in your baptism, your sin, that sin which is in you, cannot condemn you before God. Your sin is actually dead and harmless before God's anger as long as you continue in this baptismal grace. Permit me the opportunity to explain it a bit more. Let us imagine for a moment that we have a bunch of Christians and a bunch of godless pagans all lined up on a wall, much like a police lineup. And let us imagine that we have an instrument in our hands that can test for the sinful nature. So if we come and we wave this instrument in front of every single person in the lineup, what do we find? Well, the instrument would indicate that every single person in that lineup would be guilty of sin. The Christian and the godless pagan. Furthermore, if this instrument could test for things such as anger and evil desires, it would show that every single person in that line is the same. The godly and the ungodly would have the same motion of anger and the same evil desires. 
So, what must we conclude? Are we to conclude that everyone in the lineup is guilty before God Almighty? The answer is this, absolutely not. And the reason why is this, is that the Christian is baptized and wrapped in Christ's righteousness. The sin in the Christian is forgiven. God does not count it, that sin against the Christian. Indeed, everyone in the lineup has the same sin, but the Christians in the lineup have an antidote to sin, a remedy, if you will. And that remedy, that antidote that they have is Jesus and his gifts by grace through faith. And so we can confess that we are real sinners. Indeed, real sinners, just like the Apostle Paul and just like everyone else around us. Real sinners. We can confess that no one is good, not even one. We can confess that we have real sin presently within us. This old Adam, this sinful nature, remains within each and every one of us. However, yes, however, we must not forget that this sinful nature is not our friend, but our enemy. Unlike the pagans, this sinful nature that we have within us is an unwelcome guest. It is an unwelcomed evil guest. Yes, when we were baptized, we were put under the dominion of grace. Therefore, this sinful nature was kicked off the throne of our hearts and now finds it surrounded by the Lord's grace and constantly confronted by the new man in Christ. That's right. For the baptized, for you... The sinful nature is not a welcome guest, but dead weight. Dead weight that can do nothing but sin. So, dear baptized saints, since you still have this sinful nature, and since this sinful nature is within you, it actually means this. It means that every moment, every thought, every word, and every deed becomes a combat zone for you against that sinful old Adam. As a sinner and saint, you will experience both sin and trust in God in all your works and all your doings as long as you live on this earth. Sure, there are battles in the culture to fight, and there are battles against the devil to be had, but the battle that is closest to home is right there in your heart. Practically speaking, at your job, the sinful nature will work to get you to grumble and gossip towards your boss. As a husband or wife, take note of this, your sinful nature will cause you to resent your spouse and quarrel. As a parent or a grandparent, a school teacher, a farmer, a manufacturer, and a church member, the sinful nature is at work bringing about jealousy and greed and fits of rage factions, rebellion, and so forth. Is there a problem with your job, my friends? Is a sinful nature at work in you and your neighbor? Is there a problem at school? Well, it is that sinful nature at work within you and your neighbor. Is there a problem in your family? You guessed it. It is that sinful nature at work in you and your neighbor. Is there a problem in Gwinner? It is the sinful nature at work in you and your neighbor. Is there a problem in America? 
You guessed it. It is a sinful nature at work in you and your neighbor. See, the sinful nature, it leads us to do not what we want to do, but to do the very thing that we hate. The sinful nature, this sinful old Adam, this sinful nature is within us and leads us to cry out with the Apostle Paul. We can resonate with the Apostle Paul saying, what a wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Yes, who will deliver us from this body of death, this treachery of the old Adam? The one, the one who will deliver you, my friends, is Jesus, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You see, dear baptized saints, in the midst of this agonizing struggle that you and I have with this old Adam, what we need to hear and hear often is that God gives deliverance through Jesus Christ. In fact, in Christ, the victory has already been won. The ramifications of this cannot be quickly overlooked. You see, we continually pray for forgiveness of sins because Jesus has accomplished forgiveness of sins and freely bestows and gives it to us. And we confess sin because the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. Yes, we confess that we are sinners We actually rat out that old Adam because Jesus has come to call sinners such as you and me too. It is like this. We come to the Lord's church, this church, and we regularly come to confess that we are poor, miserable sinners because it is true. And when we do this, It is like we are dragging the sinful old Adam, the sinful nature, before the throne of grace, throwing ourselves upon the mercy of the Lord. And then right there in this sanctuary, with our sinful nature laid bare, with our brothers and sisters in arms, the Lord delivers to you and to me by pouring not wrath, but grace upon grace upon you. Delivering you forgiveness, life, and salvation through his word and his sacraments. And so, we come to this church and this altar continually so that we might hear about the victorious one who has delivered and is delivering us from the old Adam. We come to this holy house so that the Lord might continually create a clean heart within us and renew a right spirit within us so that you and I might continue to fight the good fight against the war within. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org.
or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.